Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Dave Detman, also known as Dr. Get. I've got a new podcast called The Big Idea. And every week I talk to inventors and visionaries who made it big in their respective industries. We'll tackle weekly trending tech, provide inside tips for your success, and go deep dives on the latest and greatest innovations. And I know you're going to love this part. I'll also have plenty of free giveaways. Who doesn't love free stuff? So listen to and follow The Big Idea with me, Dr. Gadget, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. On this episode, we're going to talk into, uh, talk about Ray Everham selling off some of his car collection uh, of Ford Lightning. A little review on that. Uh, Chief donut maker from Dodge. And before we get started, here's our friends at Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Hello, buddy. How are you? <laughs> really don't know. I don't know. They're back working on the garage, so I'm up at well, I'm up at six taking Gage to school anyway. But I'm out on the work site at like seven in the morning, so um, everything's great, man. You know, just another week in Texas. You know, dodging week in the Texas. wind and dodging the rain. <laughs> uh, it, it recently, um, I've a couple of us have been out to Texas. Uh, for work related things, and always when it's like so like in and out kind of work related stuff, it's tough to to connect. Uh, so I, I went out for the PFL event, Professional Fighters League, and it's a it's an MMA program that you and I are big fans of. Um, they're they're doing well, been around about four years. They I think they're the second largest behind UFC. And if you're an MMA fan, give it a shot. I think you guys are going to like the structure and. And the fighters are great. And for us, it's it's something that we took Bravago, our, our hard seltzer drink, um, and uh, became a sponsor of. And they did a very good integration of all the brand. And it was good to go see the event live and talk to everybody. And, Bill, your friend Ray Cepho, who's a legend in the fighting community, uh, is there. He's a boss now. He's in a suit. He's wearing a suit. He's a... Uh, I bet he looked uncomfortable, not just physically, but you know, hey, once once you get out of the fighting world, no matter what sport, it's different transitioning and being a suit now. I can only imagine how uncomfortable. Uh, I, you know, he he definitely looked um, a little out of place, just kind of like a big smile on his face and 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 looking at everything and kind of walking around and. And uh, with the CEO of the company and just kind of taking it all in going, this is kind of a different role for me. I'm outside the cage looking in and you can see, of course, his genuine concern for putting on a good show and the and the health of his fighters and, and everything. But yeah, he's not the one in the ring. 
<laughs> in the cage doing it. So uh, it was He'd good. Be much more comfortable doing it. He'd be much more comfortable doing the in rings. I'm sure. I'm sure he would. So uh, I found him, and he's like, "Let's get a picture." He goes, "Let's do it in the ring," and I was like, "All right." So let's do it. Let's do it in there. <laughs> so he just you know, wanted to get. Uh, Back in there. So it was a great event, and the Barago stuff went very well, and we will have that uh, available uh, very soon, hopefully by the end of this month, uh, available online for purchase. And then I I just saw that uh, Alistair Weaver, I we got to have him back in pretty soon. He was in Texas for a media driving event for the Ford Lightning, the new truck. And I texted him and he told me where he was and I was like you know you're probably three miles from Bill's house maybe five miles from Bill's house and he's like oh I, I didn't know exactly where he was and when I texted him he was already getting on a plane to come home and I was like well you could have maybe swung by to, to see what's going on but I don't have any information from him other than I said, I saw you were in Texas. You were super close to Bill. Sorry, I didn't know earlier. Next time you should reach out. And he's like, yeah, super bummed. And I go, I saw you drove the Lightning. How is it? Is it is it sort of what we expect? And he just wrote back, it's good. It's very good. So whatever that means to him, I don't know if he means off-road capability or just as an electric vehicle or whatever, he seems to be good, and I'm sure he's going to come to us with driving impressions and all kinds of specs and and all the good stuff uh, in regards to that. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to that. In the meantime, I'm going in an opposite direction, and our friends at Hennessy sent me a vehicle uh, just recently. I just got it like a day ago. They sent me a vehicle to 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 test. Now I know you have the the Ram TRX and I drove the TRX mammoth, uh, the close to a thousand horsepower version of their vehicle. And it's big and it's over the top and it's fun as shit. And as you've learned with the tunes on these vehicles, it really doesn't do a lot in the normal tune, but when you put it in sport, it does kick in that tune and really make it kind of fun. So they were like, put it in sport mode. And then go back and turn the traction control on so you don't lose your shit and uh, and enjoy the mammoth, um, which was we had a few months ago. So they sent me the 2022 Hennessy Velociraptor 600. So this is the Raptor version of what they were kind of doing. Mm-hmm. They uh, they did a few modifications. To the suspension as well, right? They did, you know, their front bumper and the light bar and the rear bumper. Hennessy has their wheels on it. Um, I think this one has the 35-inch tires. And it's got a 3-inch lift and a leveling kit. And it's big. My parking garages are 7 foot. And I'm probably at like six nine six ten with it like i rolled it into the garage and then like poked my head out the out, out the sunroof there out the moonroof and i'm like eh, i guess if i don't fly through the garage and have that suspension kind of expand a little bit i would hit all the the you know the, the, the roof of the garage but it fit it just fits under the seven foot garage um 
there's a few garages in LA for sure that are like six eight. I don't think you're gonna fit. You're not gonna fit. So this was at least six ten. They made a few modifications to the power plant. Now they didn't do a turbo upgrade. So just to give you an idea of what you can do to the vehicle, um, they did a high flow induction system. They did a larger intercooler upgrade, the big air-to-air intercooler. Um, They definitely gave it a good tune and and basically put it on the dyno as part of that tune and that calibration. So uh, induction, exhaust, upgraded intercooler, and a tune, and they got 558 horsepower. Now, these are 450 rated, so mm-hmm. 100 horsepower. Uh, I, I assume they mean at, at the crank, not at the tire. Uh, so they get about 100 horsepower, 108 in this example, um, with intercooler upgrades and a tune. Now, to be fair, Hennessy's out of Texas, and I'm pretty sure that's a 93-octane tune. So when they brought it here to California and we have 91, it's probably down a little bit. I, I have no idea. But I, I, you're probably safe to say you've got some, we're somewhere between 75 and 80 horsepower above stock on a 91-octane tune. And, and look, if you want to and throw – so the price for the the vehicle is it says 115 including donor raptor. I I find that a little high. <laughs> uh but I I I so guess including the donor. So you provide the vehicle and it's 115 on top of that. Yes. Um that oh, okay. And it's it's Can we skip to the so that I don't throw up on camera here. Yeah, I I don't know. I gotta I gotta figure out that price because on the paperwork they said including donor Raptor. I think they mean 115 all in. That's what it is. It's the it's the sticker price of a Raptor, um, and I think they're saying 115 approximately 115 includes the Raptor, right? So I I. I, I'm guessing because I don't know how they'd spend $115,000 doing doing this. But that all being said, uh, it is it is factory installed, dyno tested. They deliver it to you with the warranty. You get a three years, thirty six thousand mile warranty, and their performance testing because they have their their airfield, their drag strip, and course right there at Hennessy, which is cool. Um, they did a zero to 60 in 4.2 seconds and ran 1290s in the quarter mile. So, uh, listen, four low fours is quick. I've been driving it around. It's fun. It feels quick. I don't recall what they did with their mammoth, but I think it was into the, into the mid to high threes with the mammoth. So, and, and I know you guys have been working on the Goldberg's garage power packages, a little bit different configuration here, right? They do the bumpers, they do the wheels, they do the thing. You, you guys are working on engine packages. We do, we do that. We, we have the ability to do that now, but that's not you know what Gearhead's concentrating on. The aesthetics are one thing. The aesthetics are stuff that it, just about anybody can order and get perched or, or get mounted on their own. Yeah, it's the internal, you know, the the big deal, obviously. 
And um, yeah, there's I'm, I'm real curious to see like what's what's the base price of the Raptor? Like seventy two um, or something? Yeah, I I mean it's so confusing these days. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because you, know. you never see anything. Uh, for sixty nine five. Yeah, that sounds about. So that you know, it, it's interesting. You know, we we do a fuel change uh, injectors, uh, depending upon the package. You know, other accoutrements that we slap on there, but not to mention the tune. But power's about the same. About the same, yeah. But okay. The prices. So the Raptors are looks like the the Raptors are around sixty five grand. Um, you, you know the press ones that are rolling around got a few options and things like that. I think they're coming in around seventy eight thousand. Um, you know, and we can see what what Ford has in store for a Raptor R in the future. Uh, I know there's been information leaked about patents and stuff and it has their version of a crab walk or sort of a four-wheel steer and a couple things like that that is going to come out you know we could skip over the part where you're like well good luck everyone's on the list and who knows what markups are going to be and how many they're going to make but uh that all being said it is kind of fun to see uh, Ram and Ford continued to battle it out with these big badass trucks that are really fun to drive. Uh, you know, let's let's do it for as long as we can until somebody tells us we can't do it anymore. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean that that benefits guys like us. There's no question about it. But Lee, but but let's talk about that that war. So I hear a. Little Birdie told me that uh, SEMA's configuration, ma- manufacturer-wise, may look a bit different this coming November. Yes. So what's happening is is Ford and Honda have both dropped out of the SEMA show this year. And to clarify, Ford said, we're not having our booth, which has been a staple for a long time, and they have a big footprint. Um, I guess that means they're not having like the Ford out front area unless – uh, the Ford out front area will be manned by a different organization on behalf of Ford, like a Roush or something like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I can't really say for sure. Um, now, Ford has said, we will have a presence at the SEMA show. I guess they're still going to do their build vehicles and their dollar cars and team up with their partners, but all of these cars will be in other companies' boots. Or, yeah, just... You know, like stuff you've you and I have done with Magnaflow and Anderson Composites and things like that. But you know, just you have a car in their booth and you show off everybody's parts and customization. So Ford will have a presence, but no Ford booth. I don't know exactly what that means with the landscape, like how you know, because they take that big long area, they take the floating conference room up above, the big Ford out front area as well. Um it's a uh, and they kind of have like that overwatch area, like, you know, cause they're a little bit higher up so you can stand there and get a good photo of the rest of the, of, of that hall, the central hall, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, VW though has said they are coming back as a manufacturer for, uh, 
for the first time in a few years. I don't recall. Maybe it was 2019, the last time they were officially there. So Ford is out. Honda is out with an official booth. VW is in with a booth. Uh, I don't think they're going to get the Ford booth. That's probably way bigger than what they need. And I don't know who's going to take that over or 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 what. But um, I don't know. What is your feeling on this? Do you think? Do you think this is just the result of? Uh, you know, we've got supply chain issues. We've got um, lower sales across the board with all the car manufacturers, and uh, you know, spending money on something like this. Um, as an enthusiast, we love it. Or we love to see what's going it, on. Or do they give us something that they don't need to do anymore because of the change to electrification? Well, I mean, I guess, but last year at the SEMA show, they had Ford Lightning there. They had the um, uh, they had the drag race car, the Cobra Jet with the with the all electric motor in it, and they debuted the electric crate motors, the E Illuminator, I, I think it is. Uh, they, you know, so there was a bit of a of an effort to attract that audience. They had a couple of. Mustang Mach E's in the booth that were modified. Uh, Shelby debuted their version, which was a, a concept. I'm not sure if they're making it or not. So, um, I don't know if if the move toward EV was was a big factor. I would think I would think the financials and the perception of spending that kind of money. Uh, publicly right now, you know, with the losses that everybody is taking and stock prices dropping a little bit. And uh, and also a, a lot of these companies, Ford as well, um, just did some layoffs. And to be fair, you always have to be very sensitive as a corporation when you have to, when you do that stuff. Uh, I forgot what the number was, 300 people or something like that. But if you lay off 300 people and then you go spend, I don't know, a million bucks, two million bucks, it could be 500,000 bucks, but it's probably a couple million bucks on, on a booth at a, at a, at a trade show, uh, it, it, you know, it definitely gives the wrong impression. <laughs> uh, so I think that's, the, that's, that's life. Yeah. Right. Don't you have to spend money? Make money. So marketing wise, I, I think it's a terrific opportunity to get themselves out. Look, and, and the truth is, but, is, is know, I, I, I understand. They'll have to live on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and one probably has nothing to do with the other. You know, one is a different division and different money and different whatever. And uh, it's just it just all comes down to the public uh, perception of things. So I guess I get it. And. They didn't necessarily say both Honda and Ford if this was a permanent move. Um, you know, whatever the SEMA rules are, uh, you're you're allowed to take a year off and not display at the SEMA show and not really lose your your place in line and of seniority and booth selection. So, you know, maybe they're going to come back next year with with a whole bunch of new stuff. But anyway. Yeah, that being said, um, a little bit different SEMA show this year, but I'm still, yeah, I'm still looking forward. I always like the event. <laughs> um, I uh, 
I apologize for it. We've got some sound quality issues. I think at internet connection issues. All of this is going to be resolved when Goldberg moves into his garage and builds himself a podcast studio. <laughs> Has nothing to do with me. It's all you guys. Oh, is it though? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've got. I've got one more. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the the finale of uh, of of the Chief Donut Maker. So the episodes, there's three episodes up on uh, uh, Dodge Garage. You guys picked a winner. Um, I I was watching it. It looks fun. You got some charismatic people in there. Um, everybody did a great job. Your interrogations were funny when they put you in your little shirt and little tie with the no sleeves on it and uh, all just taken lightheartedly, which I thought was kind of the fun. I mean, considering what the job that these people are applying for, uh, it's, it's gotta be fun. And um, I can tell that you had fun doing it because I can always see like, and look, we could talk about it here, but there's, there's, Goldberg, there's you that you that I know, right? We talk all all the time, and then there's Goldberg, the character, which is what you know companies a lot of times hire, right? You know the big voice and the you know the, the tough guy, but but they hire that guy, and then you're doing shit, you're kind of laughing, and you're trying to like hide the little grin. It's funny as shit. It really is. It's fun. So uh, anyway, watch the stuff. It's good. But that that being that being said, uh, how did it end up going? You guys picked a winner. You guys like the guy. Um, you know, every, uh, you know. However, it, it panned out, right? It went great, man. You know, it was a it was a very short shoot out in Scottsdale, three days. We shoved a lot of content into three days, no question about it. Just for three ten minute webisodes. Um, over 170,000 people entered this thing. And at the end of the day, it's extremely difficult to find one person that's that much better than everybody else and that truly represents your product. The fact is they weren't looking for the best driver. They weren't looking for the, the uh, person who can spit out the most details about Mopar. Um, they were looking for somebody passionate. They were looking for somebody who was being themselves and not bringing a different character, you know, to the interrogations and to the, the final 10. Um, quite obviously, everybody could drive to a certain extent, but it's, it's a combination of driving ability, passion, and the ability to, to string two sentences together with a microphone in front of your face in front of hundreds of thousands of people. That's, that's, that's really... I'm not going to say the determining factor because every area had a certain amount of weight, but if you get up there, no matter how good you are performing and can't perform with a microphone in your hand and you can't, you know, relay or eloquate your feelings about the brand, uh, then you might as well not even be able to drive a stick. So it's a, it's a toss up finding that, Perfect combination because there is nothing. There, there's no such thing as perfect, right? But 
You try to find the best representative humanly possible to represent what you put forth. And I think at the end of the day, we did that. You know, there's a little bit of controversy out there. There's a lot of people, 172,099 people probably that are pissed off that they didn't get chosen. But the fact is only one, only one can win. <laughs> and uh, we chose the best of the group. And I can't, you know, we had the press conference last week. A couple things came up. Um, water under the bridge, but you know, for the most part, I think he's going to be a, a fantastic representative for the brand. And the uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed because we're going to we're we're looking to do twenty twenty three donut maker here very soon. So it was a very big success, and uh, hopefully, we can turn it into a TV show this time. Okay, so Preston, Preston was the winner. Uh, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, good luck to him. I think you guys. Uh, I think he's going to have a fun time doing this, and I imagine there's going to be continuing content at DodgeGarage.com following Preston as the chief donut maker. Right? He's going to have to go out there and and create some content and and go to some fun events and uh, and like you said, you got to represent. You got to represent. Uh, the brand now now he's an official paid brand ambassador and uh like you said a lot of people were vying for the job so well good luck good luck preston i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun gig by the way that's a really nice hey, how could you, that, that's, quite, that's quite the understatement in, as far as describing it it's one of the bit most bitching gigs out there i mean it's it truly is i mean you get the use of a Hellcat for a year. You get 150 grand, and oh, you have to show up at events and do interviews um, and burn some rubber. Boy, that sounds like a pain in the ass. And, so, and it's a part-time um, gig. It's, it's an unbelievable. <laughs> you get to do all that exactly. and get paid well for a part-time gig. <laughs> you know, that's a nice 150 grand. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, that it puts you out there. You're you're an automatic influencer, and you can be subject to you know people companies reaching out and wanting uh, him to represent something that they do. So, I mean, it gives them a great opportunity. The fact is, you know, the guy, you know, like a lot of people came from nothing. He worked his way up in life and he never gave, uh, he, ne he never said no and he never gave up. And, you know, it's a, it's a success story in a, in a nutshell. So um, we can't satiate and please everybody, but I think it was a terrific choice and he's going to do very well. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, congratulations to Preston. You guys can go to dodgegarage.com and see those episodes and uh, and follow along. Uh, shifting gears a little bit here, uh, Ray Everham. Ray Everham is a, a friend of the show. He's been on here. He's been on uh, Shift and Steer. Uh, he's a he's a great charismatic guy to talk to. He's a great interview, by the way. He's a great storyteller, great interview. Um, he's got himself a uh, uh, Hall of Famer, NASCAR Hall of Famer. He's got himself a little car collection that he needs to thin out. A little. <laughs> a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got himself a little car collection that he needs to thin out. So uh, he's got a handful of cars going over to uh, Meekum. I want to say Meekum Indy. It's, it's going to be coming up. Yes. Yeah, coming up pretty soon. So, so uh, yeah, Meekum Indy. It takes place between May 13th and the 21st. Uh, I believe all of his cars will be offered with no reserve. 
So if you are interested, uh, all of the cars that he's selling, by the way, he's not doing this thing where I'm selling all my shit and I'm going to start collecting bass fish boats or, you know, he's not doing that. He's just thinning out the herd so he can get some more space, work on some new projects. Uh, he's just constantly just uh, moving forward. So that being said, uh, he's got a very cool car. He's got uh, an old, um, an older indie car. Uh, it's a it's a 1964 Brabham. It's it's the championship car that Mario Andretti won back to back championships in '65 and '66. Uh, that car is going to be uh, for sale. It's got a 4.2 liter V8. Um, a very cool championship car. Uh, he's also got a handful of his NASCAR racers. He's got a 72 Chevy Monte Carlo, a 74 Mercury Montego, a 74 Dodge Charger, and a 2001 Dodge Intrepid. Those will all be up uh, for sale as well. I want to say the um, the Daytona. I think, mm-hmm. I think the 75. I think the uh, uh, the Mercury, maybe it was that uh, took first place at, in the in the Daytona 300 Monte Carlo, but um, he's got a couple of hot rods as, and stuff as well. He's got um, he's got a 1940 Ford Coupe. He's got a 52 Dodge Power Wagon. I like the Power Wagons; those are kind of cool. Don't look um, at don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a '79. Jeep. I've been raised. I, I can't touch it. Really. <laughs> All right, I'm just just saying, power wagon's pretty cool. Uh, a '69 Dodge <laughs> Hemi Daytona NASCAR, uh, which is cool, and a 2016 yeah, Porsche Cayman GT4. Um, anyway, he's got a. He's got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, hopefully he, he does well. I'm excited to see what he moves on to next. But if you want a little piece of history, you can go and uh, follow those guys. Um, there's been – the internet's been buzzing about uh, about a couple of people and their automotive antics recently. Um, certainly there's no shortage – Another one. There's no shortage of of antics happening between, you know, Instagrammers and YouTubers and and a lot of people doing silly stuff just for the sake of doing it for video. And I don't know. I apparently it's profitable for some people. Uh, somebody took out a Ford Raptor. This is the 2021 uh, Raptor, and. Uh, you know, it's a great truck. It's great off-road capability. And he's like, I'm going to jump it. And uh, he set up this jump and he got to maybe 60 miles an hour, maybe a little bit more than that. Took off, landed, which looked like perfect landing on all four tires. Absolutely nothing happened to the truck. The truck took it like a beast. The driver, on the other hand, broke his vertebrae in three places. <laughs> This is so bad. Uh, I'm laughing at it now because, one, it was dumb, and two, he's fine uh, after some work but uh, and, and some doctors. But I don't know, guys. Do we do we need to do stupid shit all the time for the sake of of 
of putting video out there. This was on Instagram, by the way. I don't know if he was just doing this for fun or he's got a money-making Instagram account, but uh, you could see the video. I don't know. Just, I mean, it's here. I'm looking at it. Jumps, lands. You know, from that camera angle, it doesn't look that bad. But uh, here's the thing. Apparently, he's not the first one to do this. Somebody else did a very similar jump jump at about 60 miles an hour, and that guy also broke his back. So let's um, let's not do that. Let's let's avoid that at home. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard about that one, but certainly try to find a better way to get, just find a better way to get some views. That's that's all. That's I'm that's what I'm saying. Something a little less painful, maybe a little less expensive on on your body and your healthcare. Uh, speaking of expensive, speaking of <laughs> speaking of expensive, this is the one I saw. Where, it. I saw it yesterday. <laughs> so I when I saw this, I was like, "Oh man, I felt bad for this guy. This is bad luck." Uh, and, no way. And then I started digging into some of the details, and I was like, "Eh, karma, karma, I guess." But. Uh, someone went recently to the Barrett Jackson auction in Palm Beach, bought themselves a really nice 2006 Ford GT, the Heritage Edition, the Gulf Colors, paid $704,000, $704,000 for a Gulf GT Heritage car. And those are gone up in value. Uh, this is uh, an cool as shit car, the Heritage Golf collars are definitely what you want. Um, then last Friday, he decided to take it out for a little drive and smashed into a tree. He told police officers that he was unfamiliar with driving stick and said when he went to downshift... It got a little squirrely, and he went off. He claims he wasn't speeding. He was going about 35 or so miles an hour, and um, and maybe that's accurate. You're looking at the damage to the car. Um, you know, this car is not torn in half. It's not folded in two. The driver is fine. He got out. He didn't even bring his cell phone or anything with him. I guess he was just taking a little drive. So he had to get out, walk back home. And grab his phone and then call the police and go, yeah, my car is smashed. Meanwhile, everyone's taking pictures outside of this car just abandoned, smashed up. But here's the thing is he said – Why do you have a cell phone when you don't have insurance or a current license? Right. So here's the kicker, right? It was not registered. It was not insured. And he had a suspended license. <laughs> So he absolutely knew better than to get into this car. This is where arrogance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? This is where arrogance uh, uh, basically takes over your your common sense. Logic. Yes. Uh, Now, he claims that his, his umbrella policy, insurance umbrella policy, uh, will should cover the car. Um, I can't say for sure. I don't know anything about his umbrella policy. I can tell you um, from uh, uh, working with guys like Adam Carolla and all of his cars, um, that's not quite how it seems to work. 
uh, when you're if you drive the car, um, it's a little different. You know, look at even even Adam Carolla's racing cars, right? When he's on the track in one of his vintage cars, something happens to the car that's on him, right? His umbrella policy would cover if someone else got hurt, if a tire flew off his car and bounced into the audience and God forbid hit somebody, there's an insurance policy that helps that situation, but not if he damages the car while driving it on the track. However, his insurance policy does cover insurance on the car while it's being towed up to the track. Right. But once he's driving it, no. Right. So, Maybe if this guy has his policy and his car is on display at home in his garage or his car collection's display or whatever, then yes, I would say it would be insured. But as soon as he takes it out, then probably not. <laughs> probably not. Oh well. So unfortunately, and then his story changed a little bit about uh, was he downshifting? Was he upshifting? And it, it's changed a little bit, which now is kind of telling me, you know, he he got a little squirrely. He was getting a little aggressive with the car. Um, I'm not saying he lied about doing 35 miles an hour. I'm saying how quickly did he go from zero to 35 miles an hour that he got a little squirrely, <laughs> a little sideways. Uh, you know, that's that's the point. And um, uh, look, I, I, I don't really feel that badly for him because he should have known better and he's not injured. Right. I do feel bad for this really nice car that, that, uh, I, I don't know. I think that with values, the way they are, I think the car can be repaired, but it's always going to have this gray cloud floating above this car whenever this car ever gets resold at auction or gets traded one day um it's always going to be known as the car that got wrecked in florida uh you know so you can you can fix it to the best of your ability but it's never really going to have the original parts and for the rest of your life you're going to be able to google this car and see pictures of it (laughs) wrecked but uh anyway um sorry to say that uh Yeah. So we're down one really nice heritage GT car. Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but those are two Ford drivers, right? That was, uh, yes, two Ford drivers, two Ford drivers, and no Mustang was involved at all. There was no Mustangs involved at all. (laughs) Just, just a couple of Ford drivers, but, uh, yeah. Hey, look. I, I, I'm embarrassed and as a Ford owner. As a so Ford sick. owner, I am embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for our, our people. <laughs> uh, it's just, that's now the cookie crumbles. Next week, it'll be a Hellcat guy doing something illegal on a public road. Believe me. So, I mean, look. I mean, when when the TRX came out, we you know we saw the guys jumping it in the desert or whatever over a river and and. Smashing the front and lawn darting it into the dirt and going, well, that's not how I thought it was going to handle. I was like, well, you, you didn't think so, but you and five of your friends were out there with cameras rolling, so you could try to make a few bucks on yeah. YouTube. So uh, I don't, I don't know. 
Listen, if you're going to do stupid shit in these cars, especially for the sake of video and you're out in the dirt like the Raptor guy, I I mean, at least like kind of be responsible with your safety. Are you wearing, you know, a a collar, a helmet, a back brace, like any, if you're going to do stupid shit, at least prepare yourself, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, that's the least you could do your own thing or don't do stupid shit. Like that's another option. (laughs) <laughs> that's the best one that's what i'm going for don't do stupid shit listen like the day that gauge gets his license you should go listen before we head to the dmv um there's five or six articles and youtube videos i would like you to watch <laughs> of of people doing stupid shit and getting hurt and losing their vehicle in the process so just a little heads up <laughs> just a little yeah heads we need up. to watch Videos in the next six days because he'll be uh, driving by himself in, on the tenth. So, oh wow, there you go. So you don't have to get up at six in the morning to drive to school. Oh no, I'll be following his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he won't know I'm there. Are you kidding me? You're gonna I'll pop be up. You bet your ass. You're gonna pop up. up on the screen in his car or the touch screen and be like, "This is not a normal feature," but boom. It's me. It's your dad. I'm here. What are you doing? Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. He's <laughs> like, I can't see you, but I can feel you going fast. <laughs> I'm on your roof. <laughs> yeah. I got a drone above you. <laughs> you know, not to mention it's probably the only Bronco in that area. And so here's the funny thing is, is like, cause you have it modified. Now it's super identifiable, right? So anybody going, Oh, I saw this guy. I don't know who it was. He was in a Bronco and he did donuts on a McDonald's parking lot and it shows up on Instagram. You can be like, well, that's, that's the, that's my vehicle. I know because it's customized and it looks like, it looks like my vehicle. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, as much as he likes the cool mods that you guys have been working on together and, and, and will enjoy them, he got to understand it's like putting a giant tattoo on the side of that thing. So now everybody knows it's yours. Right. So yeah, uh, and every everybody's car, got a camera. Already it's the only flat black one in the area. They're everywhere, but uh, not, not a flat black one. And uh, all the accoutrements that are on it it's yeah. quite easily identifiable with my sons yes uh all right let's go ahead and, and, and wrap things up we've got enough to show to do but uh guys thanks so much for tuning in yes i've got your comments on social media i appreciate them we will continue to work on audio connections and internet connections uh we're getting there we're, get, we're moving along we're we're investing you can see the studio and all kinds of stuff but Uh, Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.